And then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud a voice said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. And the disciples asked him, Why then do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? And he replied, Elijah is indeed coming and will restore all things. But I tell you that Elijah has already come, and they did not recognize him. But they did to him whatever they pleased. So also the Son of Man is about to suffer at their hands. And then the disciples understood that he was speaking to them, about John the Baptist, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. A classmate of mine was really concerned about what we call in fancy church language colloquy. This is the oral exam you got to go through to be a preacher and a pastor. Usually lasts, if you're lucky, a couple hours. If you're not lucky, like happened to myself and a couple of others, we were there for. But that's a whole nother story in itself. At a neighboring seminary, they had a professor who loved to ask questions like this. He'd have the candidate start the exam this way. He'd say, go look out the window. And the person would go look out the window. See anybody out there, he'd say, and they'd go, no. He says, well, let me know when you see somebody. And when somebody came by, here's the question he would ask. So, can you describe that person theologically for me, please? One of those simple, easy little questions they don't teach you in seminary. He says, you know what's fascinating? Is he said, I get usually one of two categories of answers. 
Here's the first category, he said, this professor. They usually say something that's like, now there's a sinner in need of redeeming in Jesus Christ our Lord. He said, and then there's the other answer. The other answer I get is this. There goes a child of God who is redeemed by the grace and love of Jesus Christ. He said, you know, there's something really interesting. The people who use the second answer, they make better pastors and preachers. I find that fascinating because that's exactly what's going on here. This is major. This is an event unlike any other. This is a test about paying attention. Because see, the first time you didn't get to pay attention. That was back there in Luke 4. You didn't have to pay attention because you see, there's Jesus, there's John, and we're watching. And then the arguments start, yeah, about how wet, but never mind, okay? But we're watching. This one you don't get to watch. This is a test because now you're in it. Now you are in it because the cloud comes down over you. This is not avoiding it. This is, I want you all in, every bit of you, and I want it in now. And, of course, Peter has to open his face and say something really intelligent. There are those who claim, by the way, that this is the first place we get what we call in the church iconography, like the holy relics that we have on the walls and around. It started, see, here. That's their claim. I'm not sure I believe that one. But on the other hand, they know who these people are, and they know what's going on, and they know that this is not news. And the reason it's not news is Exodus, this reading that we just heard, and Exodus 34, where Moses comes down the mountain, and Lord God have mercy, we can't look on him. He's way too bright. Way too bright. But these guys want to know what's going on, and Jesus explains it to them. We're in for a tough time, and it's going to get worse. And that's Wednesday. That's where we start that one. Wednesday's the start of where we're going to get closer. We're going to be there. We're going to be in it. We're going to work on it, and we're going to stand beside you, Jesus, as you stand beside us. That's where we're headed, and we're going to spend six weeks at it. That's what today is about. Today is about glory. Today is about show. Today is about one thing majorly, the power of God. I have a very good friend. He and I have been in ministry, yeah, about that long. Well, it's over 30 years for both of us, okay? And he, this was about five years into his ministry, and God do, blew the doors off. I could have told him, but, you know, he was a Presbyterian. Everything's ordered and runs one way. That's all there is to it. And God blew his doors off because he walked in and he heard those words. 
that all of us who've had cancer know are sitting there. The first thing she said to her pastor was, it's back. In other words, she's had a relapse. And she said, I've just finished talking to the doctors. I haven't got more than about four weeks. She says, so I want you to do something. And he said, well, I can pray for you. Good standard church answer, right? Okay, she says, no, 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 you got to go further. She said, I want you to bring at least three, four elders in here. I want you to pray over me. I want you to lay hands on me. I want you to anoint me with oil. And at this point, the man nearly fell over. He said, I don't think I know a Roman Catholic priest. And she said, that's not who I asked. I want you. Blew his doors off. See, he had not had a close reading of James chapter 5, where this is standard operating procedure. I found out later, he said, I was tempted to call you. And I said, yeah, but I was a little further away than you'd like. I couldn't get there in 24 hours. So anyway, what happened was this. He walked in, and he did everything literally as described in the Bible. And as he's anointing her with oil, he said, I couldn't believe it. He said the room started to get lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter, and she's glowing. I said, did the uh, elders see this? He said, yeah, and we've never talked about it since. This is the power source of God when it shows up, my dear people. This is where we're going to launch off from, and they're going to need it because of what's coming. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Stand for a moment in the power and the glory and the might and the vision of the Lord. And thank God and say amen as we're working for the kingdom.